Before we sold anything, I we ordered samples, right? I wasn't going to put our name on it and say, hey, buy this or you know, market this. I wanted to test the quality first. So we made an order of our own products immediately. And we were so impressed with the quality. Like I was blown away at the print quality. I was blown away at the shirts. Welcome to Start Yours, a podcast by Obolo about starting a business. I'm Alicia McCormack, and with my co-host, David Vranikar, we're all about bringing you expert interviews and help you with ways to simplify the process no matter what stage of business starting you're at. Some of the best ideas and businesses have come from situations that are out of our control, where you jump in and start something because that's your only option. In today's show, I'm going to introduce you to a married couple, Albert and Laura, who went through a hugely traumatizing experience when Laura became chronically ill and they were both unable to work. But instead of just giving up or really feeling desperate and helpless, they put a plan together and they worked together to launch their very own online t-shirt store. What I love about their story is that they're not making millions of dollars. They're not sitting on Lamborghinis. They're not trying to sell a lifestyle to anyone. They're just trying to get by and they are inspiring and ambitious and a really good team. And I'm so happy to be bringing this interview to you because I, I think it shows that throughout any sort of situation in our lives, if you you have a creative goal and you are hardworking, that you can really make things happen. If you are a merchant, if you run an online store or you have an idea for a theme or an episode of Start Yours, then we would really like to hear from you. And it's super easy. Podcast at obelo.com is our address. That's O-B-E-R-L-O.com. Maybe you've got a question, a comment, a thought, a topic for a future episode. We would love to hear from you. Okay, let's be inspired by Albert and Laura and their amazing t-shirt business. Albert and Laura, you are a husband and wife team. You are working together, but probably under circumstances that you were not planning to initially work under. Can you tell me a little bit about how you came to be online business owners? And uh, gee, it sounds like it's been a real ride. It has been a ride. Do you want to take that one? Yeah. <laughs> Albert? Yeah, I will. Okay. So both me and my wife um, have been out of work since March due to the coronavirus. And sometime in April, um, something really bad happened. My My wife had a seizure and she fell and broke her neck and back. Um, she had to be hospitalized and it was obviously during that pandemic where I couldn't even be with her. Um, it was a really, really traumatic, scary experience. And after some days of her being in the hospital, we thought, first of all, you know, I'm just wanting her to be okay. Um, yeah. Second, we're thinking, like, what are we going to do? We just racked up like $30,000, over $30,000 in medical bills. Uh, We're both out of work. Now my wife, who was a massage therapist, and I was working in marketing before, what are we going to do? You know, she can't work for for a while. She can't drive. I can't leave her alone to go get a regular job when things get normal. So it was was a few days of kind of like near panic setting in for the both of us, I know, Mm. because of what just happened. And also just what are we going to do? But my wife and I, we both love animals. We have 11 animals here at home. She's always been an animal lover. And we we kind of put this idea of like, why don't we come up with some funny apparel for animal lovers, people that love animals, some funny shirts, funny clothing for them. That's kind of how this whole idea started. Another Shopify owner kind of told me, you have the skills to do something. Why don't you start your own thing? 
that kind of pushed mm. us over and we came up with the idea for Gorilla Vibe. Laura, when this sort of was happening, this is incredibly scary and I can't, you are so both so cool like three months on to be able to talk about this and, and I imagine it would have been hugely traumatic for you and your family. But the fact oh, yeah. that you had the energy and spirit to sort of rise above it and go, what are we going to do? Let's problem solve. And a lot of people would have just gone to bed and just, you know, right. given up a little bit. What was that drive for you to go, come on, we've got to do this. Let's come up with a solution. So I honestly think what it was, was that, you know, obviously it was survival mode. Initially, we have to get through everything, make sure everything's good. But um, after that, it was kind of like, okay, what are we going to do from here forward? But what can we do that we actually enjoy that yeah. is also healing in itself? through the experience, it's, it's healing to laugh and to make funny mm -hmm. things and just do something you enjoy. And so I guess that's kind of, it kind of fell into place really well because we just kind of started goofing off and it, it took off and we were like, okay, we could actually do this. It's really good you mentioned that, you know, we, we have a lot of people that are drop shippers and they're doing print on demand work, which is great. But also I do think one of the things that sometimes is lacking in people starting online businesses is a passion or something that they are going to sit down at the computer and actually enjoy doing each day. So it's so good you mentioned that because, yeah, you control the Google trends and you can go through all the spreadsheets, but it's like sometimes I think that's a big part of your day that would be missing if you don't sit down and have a little laugh or go, I'm really motivated by this. So it's, it's a really good point that you make you you have a passion for animals and uh, you've been able to translate that into a business so tell me what what was the step then albert when you came up with this idea you talked to another shopify owner and then you're like damn let's do this how long did it take what was the process and how did you actually then settle on the business that you've actually launched so that's a funny question in, in itself because i've been meaning to do my own shopify product based business for a long time I've run Shopify stores before. I've built Shopify stores for clients. And this kind of just kind of pushed me to do something. Um, mm -hmm. I started by designing some, you know, I, first of all, I made up my mind. I said, we're going to do something. We're going to create funny apparel for animal lovers. This is something that I think we could, we could do. And so I just got busy designing funny shirts. You know, we were doing research, seeing what kind of animals we wanted to do first. But I just started getting busy. Within a few weeks, I had almost 100 products. Wow. And now we're at almost 200 products, just just doing the graphic design, then building the store, putting the products in there and launching the store and then telling people our story of what we were doing. Do you think the transparency of why this has happened and why you launched has actually helped as a marketing person? This is, I'm probably disconnecting, sorry, Laura, disconnecting your... The no, you're fine. No, no worries. You're fine. Do you think this has worked for you? But that sounds like a terrible thing for me to say. No, no, I understand. <laughs> But do you think that this has been a push and a driver to, for promotion to be able to say, look, this really bad thing happened to us, but we have found a potential solution to the problem? Do you think that's something that has worked? Yes, I yes, do. And I, I think agree. that people respect the transparency. They like, first of all, we have a lot of people that love us. We have good, great friends and family. Mm. Um, but when you hear something like that, you, you only hear the bad. You never hear like, well, what's going to happen after? How are you dealing with it? What are you going to do? You know, and, and so I shared our story initially with some groups that I'm in, some veteran groups. I, I'm, I'm a Marine Corps veteran. And mm -hmm. they, the support I got there was the first push through the store. But it was inspiring to other people to see that they were going through some really hard stuff and to see how we're going through some really, really tough stuff. And, and you know, what kind of things can you do to adapt? It just, people resonated with that. People shared it. People went to the store and made a purchase, that kind of thing. So in, in a way, like, 
I understand how you framed it, you, how you feel it might be a bad question, but it, it really isn't. We're, we're turning that negative into a positive with what we're doing. It's good to hear that. And I also think that a lot of people can take, and not to say everyone has to put their personal stories into everything they do, but I look at some stores and I go to the about page and a lot of them are independent stores. And I think, man, just tell me more about how you got into this. Or I want to know a little bit more because it, for me as a customer, it drives me to invest in the product or invest in the story. If I know that someone's working three side jobs and and not to say, again, it's not about feeling sorry for anyone, but it's going, yeah, I want to support a, a team or an independent person that is really kicking ass and trying their best to, to get something out there. So I think it's a good point to say if you have a store and you have an about page and it's just generic and you've got some reason or something to sort of really sell the, the authenticity of your story, you should definitely, I was going to say, put pen to paper. We don't do that anymore. Put finger <laughs> to key and, and and really boost the about page because your about page is excellent. Thank you. <laughs> I wanted people to know that there was real people behind this brand. It wasn't just yeah. because the store looks nice. Like I, I've been in marketing. I, I'm, I think I'm pretty good at graphic design. So I didn't want it to be super, like it is professional, but I didn't want people to think like, oh, here's this big brand trying to sell some funny stuff. Like I wanted people to know there are people behind this brand that when you, when you look at our products, we're trying to do something, we're trying to spread love and laughter, but there's also a person and and people behind this brand. Like I want people to know who we are and not just Mm -hmm. the the brand gorilla vibe and and funny stuff. I want people to know that we're actual people, you know, and we're, we, we understand and we have empathy for them and what, whatever they might be going through as well. Yeah. I think it's really important and uh, it's obviously working for you. Let's talk about timing. So you said you've got now over 200 SKUs or 200 items that you sell. How long did it take you to launch the store when you said, I've got the idea. and, And, and as you've, you've mentioned, you have designed a Shopify store before, so you weren't a complete newbie. What was the timing from the idea? to hitting go and launching that store and and what was it like to launch the store does it feel good (laughs) yeah so i think i i if i remember correctly i launched with maybe 20 or so products in there i didn't want it to be like oh i need to finish everything perfectly because i have that habit of trying to be perfect and perfectionist i wanted to have some products in there and launch it Um, and as it was being launched i was continuously adding products adding products adding products it was probably a week maybe max before we launched before I launched the store the first store um, which is gorilla vibe so yeah about a week is what it took to get the products in then obviously it's continuous work since then our second store which we branched out and did uh, funny dogs funny dog shirts.com for dog lovers mm-hmm. because we're dog lovers and we know that's a whole different niche that one took even less because I used the generic Shopify minimal template and that one I launched with Less products. That was a few days because I just right. went through the process with Gorilla Vibe. You had the experience. You know how to then, well, not clone it, but you've, you've already sort of gone through that process. Tell me about the creative process. Do you, because they're really funny shirts. Like I giggled a lot looking at some of them and I can totally see how accessible they are to a bunch of different people. You've got a product that is obviously really marketable and your audience is, is broad, I suppose, because who doesn't like animals? Do you work together to work out the designs and the, the cute little catchphrase or the slogans that are on each shirt? Yes. I usually do quite a bit of the just looking for new designs, new ideas. And then I kind of come to him with, here's what I have. What can we do? Mm-hmm. Is, and so I feel like it's kind of like a, a teamwork effort and that we both just, if we see something, hear something, come up with an idea, we kind of just like collaborate together to see what we can do and how to make it as good as possible. And Yeah, we feed off each other. 
Yeah, definitely. She she's got she's being a little humble. She's got a great sense of humor. <laughs> she's very funny, and so I will I will have an idea. I I kind of get these ideas and I run with them. I'm like, hey, is this funny? Like, do you think this is funny? I'll show her, or she'll show me something. I'm like, oh, I can do this, um, and we can add this. And so we 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 don't we're not copying anybody, but we're just looking at what we find funny. Like we've you know, my wife has been a collector of funny memes and animal pictures and stuff for years, and so we just put our ideas together, but she's the one, like if, if you, if you knew her personally, you would see her brand of humor. You would know (laughs) that some of our products carry, like that's, that's definitely Laura's sense of humor. Have you had any issues with people ripping your designs off or replicating them yet? Not yet. I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure it might eventually happen, but again, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe, maybe we haven't seen it. I don't see it being a big problem but if they do you know it's not very much you can do actually it's kind of what's the what is that saying it's like the best form of flattery is copying someone just people ripping so, you off yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly <laughs> i mean they obviously couldn't take our exact design because those files aren't available anywhere yeah. you know yeah tell me a little bit about your family life and also time management because one thing that we talk about it in start yours quite a lot is finding freedom in running an online business but also not making it your whole existence now you've got a tribe you've got how many kids <laughs> we have three <laughs> and how many animals 11, 11. <laughs> four chickens oh three dogs a frog a cat a bird a dragon uh a bearded dragon. We have a lot of animals. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about time management then and how you manage all of your people and animals versus now running two online stores. How does it work and how is it affecting your relationship? Because I think that's always fascinating when you're working with your partner all the time. So I spend a lot of time working on this stuff. If I'm not, you know, after my wife got hurt, it was obviously it was all about her. It was basically like if I wasn't taking care of her, doing something at the house, taking care of the animals or doing something, then at late at night, I would stay up all night working on the store. Right. And it's been like that for the first part of it. Um, my Our sleep schedules are still kind of off. And I do spend a lot of time um, still working on the store, working on SEO or doing something for the store. I'm also in college, attending online school. So there's so many different things to juggle. But my wife has been really, really um, understanding. Like she's been really patient, like with me spending so much time doing this. But I also have to pay attention to when she needs something or the kids need something or the animals need something. So it's kind of just a juggling thing right now. Tell me a little bit about that first sale. What what happened and how did you celebrate? (laughs) So the app. I have the Shopify app on my phone and it makes this really cool cha-ching sound. And love so <laughs> I love that sound. We never hate that sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So believe it or not, I mean, our products are not expensive. They're like in the 25, 20 to $25 range each one. So we started getting sales pretty quickly after we started sharing this stuff on, um, on Facebook and stuff. But that first one, I was super excited. I came running to my wife. I'm like, Hey, we made a sale, you know, um, <laughs> And then it just kept coming, you know, that sound kept coming and coming. And we were just like, you know, each one progressively let us know like, hey, this is something we can actually do. Like there's there's a future in this. What a, what a sexy sound. What a sexy right? sound that cha-ching is. It, it is. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I still remember hearing a story about when they launched Amazon and when they were in the garage and Bezos, apparently they had a cha-ching attached to the computer that uh, would go off when they were selling all the books originally. And <laughs> he said, I wanted that cha-ching to become so annoying we had to turn it off. And, of course, eventually, it, you know, <laughs> after a very short period of time, the cha-chings were really annoying them, so they turned it off. And I always think about that when, when we talk to our lovely merchants to think, yeah, you want that cha-ching to be just driving you nuts. So you don't I'm have to hear that. it anymore. Yeah, I'm good with it too. Okay, so you've had, this is good. So you had some consistency in sales. Now let's let's move on to customer service because that really interests me. And I think a lot of people underestimate when they're launching a store that you then have to communicate with customers. They're not just going to be um, just little quiet wallflowers. Tell me about who manages that and what was it like when you first started to receive correspondence from uh, customers? So I'm the one currently managing it, but I'm about to show my wife how to do it uh, because I finally got a decent app. There you go, Laura. You're about to take on customer I, service. I did not even know that. <laughs> yeah, I've been saving that okay. one. So this is the first she's hearing of it. It's because we have a chat app. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's so much sweeter and nicer than I am, right? Um, most of the time. <laughs> yeah, most of the time. But we have, I finally found an app that I like that allows for the chat. Otherwise, before people were just messaging me on Facebook or wherever I shared it, asking questions about their order, that kind of thing. And I was just, I'm just super grateful that people are supporting us that I'm just, I want people, I don't want to just sell products that are cool and funny, but I want people to have a good experience when they buy them. Right. So because of all this stuff going on, shipments were taking a lot longer. Right. And so that's something that I was just worried about. Like what, you know, I'm waiting for people to complain about the shipping times. Luckily nobody has, you know, I, I went, I wanted to go to all the customers that already purchased and say, Hey, I want to give you guys like 20% off just because you've been patient. I offered a couple of them to to buy them, uh, like send them another free item because they waited so long, and they all refused. They all were like, "No, I don't want anything for free," you know. But I wanted that, right. um, so I definitely want to bring that to dealing with customer service. I want people to have a good experience, and I was waiting to have this app, this chat app that we can use. That I can show Laura how to use, to where she can kind of answer questions, help me answer questions, take a little bit of that off of uh, of my plate right now. So you're talking about a chat pop up that comes on the comes on up on the screen and then yeah. you can ask a question. Yeah, right. Correct. Yeah, like live chat. Yes. That's good. And so, do you find when you said uh, that Laura's a little bit more? What was the, I don't want to put words in your mouth. What did you say? She's she's <laughs> she's sweeter and nicer than I am. Sweeter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you experienced any sort of ragey customers? Because I think one thing we have noticed with some of our interviews that people are saying there are people that absolutely understand during the COVID the crisis that. You yeah, shipping is delayed. There are going to be issues, but some people are still like, I want my product. This is happening. And you're like, oh my gosh, we're all just <laughs> trying to do our best. Have you experienced people that are a bit, we would say in Australia, a bit shirty, a bit uh, unhappy? <laughs> um, no, not really. People have been really good. There was one person who was kind of a little bit pushy about their order status, but I just answered it kindly, you know, and I found the, yeah. you know, UPS thing and sent it to them. UPS messed up the delivery. They delivered it a few days late. But I understand, like when I order something, I want to get it. You know, I kind of, I try to put myself in their shoes. Um, But I do understand what you're saying, because I've had other businesses dealing with other types of customers, in particular, where they used to drive me insane. They were with impossible demands, you know, just things that were just absolutely impossible. You kind of have to take it from their perspective but it, it sometimes uh, I was in a service-based industry where I was doing creative work for clients. Those those people tended to be, some of them, a p- portion of them tended to be really abusive. 
Um, and that mm-hmm. gets tricky. It's, I haven't experienced that on the product side yet. I'm sure there will be somebody that comes along that will be unhappy. That I think that whenever you have an angry customer, I think that's an opportunity to earn them as a customer because how does everyone else deal with people angry at them? They kind of snap back. If you're really angry at a company and they go above and beyond to like do something for you, like you kind of dismantle that anger. You kill them with kindness. Yeah, you're right, Laura. You kill them with kindness. It's exactly what I was thinking. And I think if also going back to that idea that you have an about page where we see your beautiful faces and we hear your story, people are less likely to be jerks when they realize, oh, that's Albert, that's Laura. They're writing back to me in person. It's not some sort of corporate thug, just sort of like a robo. That's true. That's very true, though. And I think that's why it's so important to have that page and and be a little bit more human to other people. You know, I think that's a very important thing because I know if I'm shopping or if I'm looking for something and I see that, I'm going to go for that a hundred times over, not knowing anything about the business, the people that run it, nothing. I will always go for smaller business or a story that I can maybe just relate to or understand you know make they feel like a person and not that you're just buying the product we have an episode specifically about printing on demand in a couple of weeks but i was just interested in learning a little bit more about your experience about finding a supplier and then making sure that the uh, quality control is up to scratch with your products did you find that challenging figuring out which company to go with or was it fairly straightforward for you so it was pretty easy for me i've done it i've used uh, a few different suppliers in the past but i went with one of the top that I, that i knew of in the industry and before we sold anything i we ordered samples right i wasn't going to put right. our name on it and say hey buy this or you know market this i wanted to test the quality first so we or we made an order of our own products immediately um, and we had to wait for them to come in and we were so impressed with the quality like i was blown away at the current quality i was blown away at the shirts and i was like yes we can mm-hmm. sell this i feel good pushing this um, and we continuously will test different you know shirt brands and stuff like that but we already have some go-to brands that we know are going to be good and i always ask uh, our customers when i know they're getting their their orders i always ask them hey how is it like tell me if there's any issues like i want to know because i want to make sure that what we got is the same that what they're getting or or if they're happy with the quality or if they kind of have any second thoughts you know i i, I definitely don't want to have a low quality product and we could sell cheaper shirts our, ch- our shirts are like in the medium end um mm-hmm. uh, price wise we don't i didn't want to be a cheap funny shirt company i wanted to be a good shirt company that you could wash it and it would last and you could wear it for a long time. That's good because hopefully it means it encourages people to come back again. Are you remarketing to previous customers? Yes. So I'm doing all kinds of different stuff for marketing. I just set up uh, email marketing sequences like welcome series when they sign up for a newsletter. I have Facebook pixel so we can retarget people who are, you know, who are looking at a product um, things like that. So yeah, that's definitely a big part of it. Well, some people will come and look at something, they might like it, and they might get busy, right? So being mm-hmm. able to get back in front of them and saying, hey, you know, were you interested in this thing? It kind of brings you back to mind. And, and we've had I've had a couple of purchases that were remarketed purchases where people came and looked at something, they liked it, they might have pinned it on Pinterest or whatever. But but it was the retargeting that actually got them to actually make the purchase. 2020, for most people in the world, hasn't potentially gone the way we all thought it would. But for you in particular, as a couple, I suppose you have had a huge uh, sense of highs and lows with what's been happening. Uh, Tell me about the business. Do you see this as a long-term business or is it a bit of a short-term quickie fixy job? How, how, How do you see the the goal sort of being achieved? So I definitely see this as a long-term 
a business. It, it was just the concept was proven. But I, I definitely once we started getting sales, once we started getting support, I, I definitely saw that, hey, this is something we can do. There's other brands doing stuff like this. There's other businesses selling funny apparel like if they can do it, why can't we do it? But I definitely see the future in, in doing something like this. If I have to get a you know a regular job when things settle down, I can because the the the, the great thing about this kind of business is I, I'm working really hard right now creating the assets, creating the creative, setting up things. But it doesn't take a lot of maintenance afterwards. The products are already made. I can repurpose the same products into different types of products. I can tell you, I can turn a shirt into a phone case. You know, so. Hmm. It's kind of like a, an asset that I'm building for the future that I can resell over and over. So regardless of what happens financially, um, I definitely will be sticking with this long term. Animals, funny animals, I don't know. We're going after animal lovers. People who are really passionate about animals. We also have the, the funny dog businesses, funnydogshirts.com. We actually nabbed that amazing domain. People are fanatical about their dogs, their dog breeds. There's so much we can do there. I just see too much potential to just leave this alone and, and look at the short term. I'm thinking more long term what we can do with this. Laura, how are you feeling now? I'm sure everyone would like to know how you are coming along now a couple of months after this all went down. Um, surprisingly, every day is a little bit better, which is fantastic because you don't really know when something like this happens how it's going to go. You know, mm. it's, it's kind of a wait and see. Like anytime you get sick or have an injury, you know, it, you don't really know where it's going to go in the future. And so thankfully, um, I really have improved a massive amount. Uh, I still have, you know, a long road ahead, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty hard headed, and so I don't let things take me down very quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Well, it's great, and I think as a team, you both sound really determined, and um, that's admirable in this circumstances. As I said before, so many people would just be like, "Oh, this is too yeah. much," whereas you have turned it around. Yeah, we get along pretty well, so I think that's a big part of it. That you know, we we can. We like to be together. We like to do stuff together. And so that's that's a huge thing when you're doing anything, but especially when it comes down to business or anything stressful, it's you got to like each other. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> we, we generally like to ask at the end of each interview, if there's something, if it's a piece of media or a, a website or a book that has inspired you or that you would recommend to our listeners to check out? Is there anything that comes to mind throughout your careers, uh, it doesn't even have to be associated with with these businesses, that you would pass on to some of our Start Yours listeners? So yeah. I'm currently reading Traffic Secrets by Russell Brunson. I'm a big fan of Russell Brunson. That comes to mind. I mean, I've read so many different books. There's not one in particular that I can tell you right now. This podcast is good. I started listening to it this is a good resource. I, I really think it's it's got a lot of valuable stories and information. It's something I'm going to keep keep following up with. Well, thanks, Albert. That's a nice little plug. We appreciate it. <laughs> um, Laura, do you think you'll be going back to massage therapy in the future or do you think that's something that you won't be able to do for a while? I'm, I'm not quite sure. Um, it's going to be a while before I'm able to do it. I don't want to completely write it off that I can't do it again because I love it. Um, yeah. I am very passionate about it. I'm hoping so I do have my own business in massage therapy as well. Um, so I do have that and I probably will go in a direction where I will start working and focusing on that business instead of going back full, full hours and maybe just start slowly. Sure. Um, but I have to be cleared by the doctors and everything before any of that happens. So we still have a little bit of time, but 
but I really, you know, it's, it's, you have to have a passion for that to, to go into it. And I definitely have it. So, um, even if it's just massaging my friends, which I'm sure they would hate, you know, who oh, every time we, we all hate knowing massage therapists is a terrible friend to have. I know, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of a, just, I'll have to see, I'll have to see when I feel up to it and when I can get back into it. I have a feeling we'll be talking to you again, and I have a feeling you'll be having lots more stores under your belt by the time we catch up again. Albert and Laura, just give a little plug. Where can we check out your stuff and uh, buy some great T-shirts? So it's GorillaVibe.com is our all kinds of funny animals. And then we have FunnyDogShirts.com, which is all about funny dog shirts. It's it's in the title. It's in the domain. (laughs) Love it. If you if we don't have something for your specific breed, it's it's we just want to hear from you. We'll add that breed to the store. I don't oh. have a, a million breeds, but we definitely want to add the breeds that people are looking for. See, that's good customer service. And obviously, when you pop on and you visit those stores, jump on the online chat and have a chat to Laura. She'll love it. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Thank you very much for for being on Start Yours, and really good luck for the future. I think your story is fantastic, and just wish you all the all the success. Thank you so much. Appreciate you having us. Thanks so much again for listening to Start Yours. If you have a question or if you would like to suggest a topic or theme, then do get in touch. Email us at podcast at obelo.com and be sure to check out the Obelo blog, YouTube channel, and of course, subscribe so you can hear all of our episodes in the back catalogue. Until next week.